watch out, put them to sleep. Eh, is it me? Fuck up the beat. Look at that, eh? Look at that, eh? Look at that, eh? Look at that, eh? I done came up, made a cash play, put a brakes truck through the valley. Look at that, eh? Look at that, eh? Put a big buck in the ashtray. See the wristband, doing ballet. Look at that, look at that, look at that, look at that. Look into my eyes, he see it attached. Welcome to the ep- episode 95 of the No Clue Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Tyler. I'm Mike. Uh, we're back. We're only going to do sports today. Um, we didn't really get into any of the new music. It wasn't too much, but uh, we'll have a lot of new music to talk about next week. So, um, Where do you want to start in the sports world? I mean, the Knicks sinking to new lows. <laughs> Are you referring to the Spike Lee incident? Yeah. Well, (laughs) I've heard a lot of conflicting stories regarding that, but when someone is the victim of a, of something like that, like Spike Lee is, uh, it's hard not to take their side, especially when he has like no reason to really, you know, sensationalize it, but it does sound sensationalized to me. But still, man, I mean, it's crazy. He's been taking the same entrance for 30 years. And all of a sudden, in the middle of February, he has to take a different entrance. Um, they wanted him to leave the arena after he already scanned his ticket. which yeah, And walk several blocks. Yeah, two streets down <laughs> uh, to get in the entrance with normal people, which, you know... Is that really, I don't want to say is it safe, but, you know, come on, man. You want Spike Lee to walk through the public? I just don't understand. Like, even no matter who's lying in this situation, the the response tweet or statement that they put out is so condescending. Yeah, it is. And it, like, <laughs> alienates Spike Lee and I just don't understand, man, to, to think that the Knicks would be messing with Spike Lee. <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of dumb that they released the statement and, you know, uh, like conflicting the story when they have video of <laughs> them telling Spike Lee he has to go back up the elevator or down the elevator and leave and come out the other, come in the other entrance. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, that part of the story is 100% fact. Now, why they changed it, or when they changed it, you know, I'm, I guess that's up to interpretation, or we don't know the facts of that yet, but... Why not just post proof that you, like, tried to reach out to him? Right. I don't know, it just seems very poorly handled. Yeah, it does. And... Like you said, they didn't reach out to him, apparently. I mean, anything. Even if even if he, if he's not the only one who takes it and they, like, you know, they've just been telling someone, telling people that every time, that's even a misstep on their part because right. they should have sent a blast, email blast or a phone blast or just put a, a sign in the elevator. <laughs> I mean, anything. You know, and even then, why make him leave if that's really like just 
bring security to inform him of that. Yeah. But what does it do to pull him out and lead him to another entrance like that? Anybody would get mad in that situation. And the crazy thing is having security like at the <laughs> after the elevator. Like why wouldn't the security be at the elevator say, hey, you know, sixth floor is closed. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but wait till it's already happened. Be like, oh, turn around. Yeah, it's crazy. And then um, what he said with Dolan coming to greet him at halftime about it. I don't blame him for be done, being done for the season. I mean, yeah, I'm kind of mad he's not done. Period. No, nah, he can't be done. Period. <laughs> I'm with you though. I mean, I understand, but nah. Right. He, I I get it. You know, New York. Yeah, he got to still support the players. Because, you know, that's bigger than the players. Bigger than the team. Um, Hell of a first day for Leon Rose. <laughs> yeah, Leon Rose and Steve Stout, the tag team. <laughs> Good luck, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, um, shout out to Spike Lee, man. <laughs> that's all I got to say on that. Uh, oh, did did you hear the reports that Tom Brady is uh, the 49ers are closing in on Tom? Yeah, we didn't get a chance to really break that down. Um, what does that mean? I, th- I think it would be pretty OD if he went to the 49ers. OD in a good way? Yeah, but at least the one thing I do like about it is then we'll know for a fact if he's really old or if the Patriots were trash this year. Because next year, they're still going to be stacked. Yeah. So it'll be, if they fall off and are not as good as they were this year, the blame's got to go to Brady. But should it? I mean, everybody, everybody's blaming Garoppolo like he he's the weak link to their uh, missed Super Bowl. Yeah, that's true. When yeah. he was the reason why they got there for, you know towards the second half of the season right or he was the reason why they had such an easy run in the playoffs because uh there is there has been teams who've had fire seasons like they did and just fizzled out the next year even with no roster changes rams just did it (laughs) right so i i don't know i I would love to see it, though. As a fan, Rams, that would be pretty crazy. And the Rams, low-key, were supposed to get better. Right. <laughs> yeah, so I, that's one thing. And you're right, they probably will blame it on Brady, but if if that happened, I wouldn't be surprised because that happens often. Mm-hmm. Teams supposedly get better, and they just, you know. There's, there's two other places there. I would like Brady to go to as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tennessee would be pretty crazy with him. I would like Tennessee, yeah. Uh, and Vegas. And, and Vegas is more of like a fun thing. Like, I don't really care if he wins there or not. Yeah. Uh, but it would be exciting for, you know, them going to Vegas and you got Tom Brady. <laughs> they won't win anything. <laughs> no, they won't. But I Every time I hear mean, if yeah. he goes to the Raiders, he has weapons. Like, does he? 
That's what I was trying to figure out. When people like, Josh were Jacobs that. is pretty good, but does he really have weapons? Like, I want to see Brady win. Right. So, I, I get people saying they want to go there to see what it's like, but, you know, I can't name three players on the Raiders. But Tennessee and San Francisco are his best chances to win. I mean, I think man- Tennessee is one of those teams that will fizzle out, even though their year wasn't that crazy. I think the year might just be the same year. I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Maybe they'll get some talent. Maybe some players will see promise in them as a team. Yeah. Is uh <laughs> What do you what's Cam Newton going to do, man? Quit. I, I think he's going to play in Carolina this year. And then what? Well, we'll see, depending on how the year goes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but it might be a wrap if it doesn't go well. Matt Rule. I haven't heard anything about Matt Rule and Cam's rapport so far. Which is a good thing. I don't really want to hear anything. Right. Most of the time, if you have to talk about it, it's usually negative. Right. Yeah. All right. Um,. You got any other football? Uh, it was interesting. Chase Young decided to skip the combine and claim that he didn't want to be a combine athlete. Yeah, I didn't understand that. With at the all. quarterbacks, you know, quarterbacks are weird. You just want to see them throw, and you want them to like have timing with receivers or whatever. Mm-hmm. But for a, for a defensive lineman. Dude, I, I got to see your physical attributes. <laughs> what right. do you mean you don't want to be a combine athlete? <laughs> right. That's just weird to me. Like, you can't say I'm afraid of getting hurt because you're still going to have to do the contact stuff. But you mm-hmm. got a, a chance to show, you know, why people like you for the number two pick. And you honestly look kind of scared. Yeah. It's like even if his numbers aren't that good, that's not going to... I don't know, man. It, it just doesn't make sense for defensive linemen to do it. I agree. He's acting like it's like a three-week training camp that his body can't handle. Like, really? Right. It's it's That's like a normal workout for you. Right. Makes no sense to me. Yeah, I thought that was really strange, too. I don't even know. It's so strange to me, I don't even know what to say about it, honestly. Yeah, it just there's no logic to me that justifies him like if he said you know i'm I'm recovering from something that's different mm-hmm. but just to say like i'm not a combine athlete dude your position is 90 percent athleticism right there's no scheme to it you just got to go get the quarterback yeah so i don't know man we'll see we'll see what that if if that maybe makes some teams hesitate yeah, I, I think that was probably the biggest takeaway for me because I don't know what I would do about that. It's hard to say. Yeah, I mean, the other the other thing I think why he'll slip a little bit is just because Tua might get picked second or, for, or you know, first even. Hell, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but with the quarterback hype that's getting a little out of control, I mean, you, did you, do you think Jordan Love is any good? No. I didn't see him one time, but 20 touchdowns and 17 interceptions is trash. 
I don't care. I don't care how little weapons you had or what small school you went to. Dude, that sucks. Yeah, it does. But apparently he's he's got uh, good physical attributes. In how many games did he do that? Um, I'm assuming the full year. Yeah, that's not good. (laughs) Twenty touchdowns. I wouldn't. I don't think I could draft a quarterback that only threw twenty touchdowns. (laughs) I mean, I didn't see how many he ran for. I'm assuming he ran for a decent amount, but uh, that man, if you can't throw the ball. I don't know what to do with you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll see. He's moving up in the draft, uh, the mock drafts. Um, I, I'm just hearing shit about him. Uh, I don't know if he's moving up and, but you know, quarterbacks, somebody's going to give him a chance. Yeah. I remember one time, a long time ago, there was that quarterback that could like, who was like the most accurate thrower? He was on like the Stan Lee show. Like, uh, he like threw a football into a moving bus and stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't remember his name. <laughs> yeah, but he was at a small school and he looked good, but they did oh, nothing. Yeah. He did nothing after that. So, I mean, I'm just saying, someone being really skilled doesn't have anything to do with actually playing football. Yeah. So. You know, Jordan Love could be able to throw it through a tire from 90 yards away. But if you're throwing interceptions and you're not good at actually playing, then it's a different story, right? Yeah, we'll see what he looks like uh, moving forward. I'm, I'm curious. I think, like, even if he's not that good of a quarterback, if he goes to a good situation, like, you, he could develop into one. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see what that looks like. Yeah. Okay. Uh, did you hear about the universe, uh, Princeton University's graduating class all upset that Beast Mode is going to be delivering their farewell address? What? They're upset? Yeah. There's a petition for them to change it. That's crazy. <laughs> that is a weird pick for Princeton. Yeah, but I mean, I I don't know why they're so upset about it. Oh, they're a senior class day speaker. Uh, As seniors, we have been looking forward to speaker announcement for months. Many of us were disappointed when we saw that this year's speaker was to be Marshawn Lynch, mainly because he did not, we did not feel included in the process by which this speaker was nominated and finally selected. So. Obviously, it's more than that because they're probably not a part of the process any year. But because it's Marshawn this year, they have a problem. Yeah, that's that's whatever. I'm letting that go. <laughs> you don't think that's bizarre, though? I mean, yeah, I don't know why it's such a problem. Like... <laughs> What was the expectation? Right. I don't like, know, I don't know I the criteria for senior day speakers. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, like, I would be curious to hear what he had to say. <laughs> yeah, me too. That's why I'm like, well, why don't they at least figure out what it's going to be about? 
I mean, he's not going to go up there and talk about football. He barely talks about football in the football uh, press right. conferences. He's going to promote so, Skittles. That's what he's going to do. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was pretty wild. Um, that's really all I have for, like, the breaking news, I guess. Yeah, let's get into some basketball. All right. Uh, we're starting to wind down. What do we got, like 25, 30 games left? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're starting to get a good look at some of these teams. The healthy ones, yeah. Yeah, and the thing is, like, there's a lot of... It's hard to really get into matchups because a lot of the three, two through eights are, are fairly close together. Yeah. Um, but there's... Uh, so, last week, I officially kind of denounced Philly as a contender yeah and i figured i'd do that with a western conference team Uh uh-huh who i don't know if they were as much of a consideration as philly was uh Uh but utah is not a contender (laughs) Uh uh-huh uh what i've seen from them there's there's a difference between playing poorly and being washed like James Harden, after like after the new year, he had that stretch where he was shooting the ball really poorly. Yeah, remember he was breaking like records. Yeah, that was that was bad play. That was him playing poorly. Right. Mike Conley is washed. <laughs> Why do you say that? He's been having pretty decent games. See, see, that's the problem. Is he? When when you're washed, sometimes it's hard to notice that right away, right? Because you know players who are smart, players who have been good in the past, they'll still have a good night every now and then, right? Like Conley will make open shots, but mm-hmm. he won't ever make the shot. Conley oh, okay. will make a good pl- like a good pass. You know he'll set somebody up, but Conley won't see the floor consistently, right? He'll make a crazy floater here, maybe a tough finish there, but then he'll miss a wide-open layup. Mm-hmm. He can still get a stop. He can still get steals. But Brad Wanamaker can score on him at will. <laughs> at will? <laughs> oh, God. Brad Wanamaker can take the ball, drive it right at him, right and get a bucket. Yeah. He, I'm like to me they a couple weeks ago they made the choice to put him back in the lineup instead of Ingles. Mhm. And it was such a bad choice because now they're benching him for Royce O'Neal anyway. Right? I just don't understand why it took them so long to see it. Yeah. I was man enough after the first 2 months. I came on air and I was like, dude, Conley sucks. Uh huh. And it still hurts me to say because I was so excited about him in the off season. And what happened to Moutier? It just I, I don't know. Him? I, I don't know. But to me, like, they're trusting Conley to be that other playmaker with Mitchell. And it's not working at all. No, it's not. And to me, the biggest reason why they're not a contender is they're going to walk into the playoffs and it's going to be the same exact problem 
Donovan Mitchell is your only real creator. Mm-hmm. So to me, like, I can't picture them beating Houston. I can't picture them beating Denver or whoever else they're, like, in the standings near. Maybe Dallas. Yeah. Um, I, I just can't. The way they play, they are so limited. Yeah, and they, and to your point about Donovan Mitchell, they have only one one-on-one threat. Like, I'm really not worried about anyone else on the team to, like, nope, take someone on an island. Except for Clarkson on some nights, you know, when he's hot. But everyone else, I know, will say, you I will say, can play his own on the Jazz. Oh man, uh, easily. Yeah, and like the positives I've seen from them is Clarkson has contributed very well, and Royce O'Neal is turning into an actual NBA player. Yeah, which I low key wasn't expecting. Uh huh. But to me, like, can I trust Clarkson to give me these 30-point blow-ups in the playoffs? No, I cannot. <laughs> right. Am I going to trust Royce O'Neal to shoot as well as he's shot in the playoffs? And defend as well as he's defending. Right. And then there's nights when Gobert is, like, nowhere to be found. Most nights. And then if Bogdanovich isn't hitting t- tough shots, he's giving you nothing. Like, literally, at least Ingles just plays defense. Ingles will get, you know, some lobs to go bear. Bogdanovich, if he's not scoring the ball, is literally out there for no reason. Mm-hmm. So, to me, you know, and there might be more teams that I'll officially eliminate. Denver, I'm, I'm getting concerned. I'll just uh-huh. say that, Denver. I'm not going to go crazy today, but... Some some of these teams to me are really exposing themselves coming down the stretch here. Yeah, and it's kind of crazy because <laughs> the West, you know, if you really really look at it and you say which of these teams honestly can win the championship, it's really only two teams. <laughs> you know, it's like you could say, yeah, a lot of these teams could win a playoff series, but the championship, no. Two. Yeah, it's about it's making that deep playoff run. Yeah, like to me, there's no some of these teams. There's no plausible way that they make a deep playoff run because they're playing one of the LA teams in the second round. Right. So it's like that's tough, man. Yeah, like the Thunder. If everyone on the Thunder plays as best as they possibly can play, I don't see them getting past either LA team. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, I, I do think for Denver, Denver is kind of the, the probably the closest maybe team that's that you can kind of go both ways with. Yeah. Um, I will say there's a secret move that they could make that I think would make them significantly better. <laughs> I know what you're going to say. Go ahead and say it. Millsap's going to come out of the starting lineup. Jeremy Grant, get in there. Yeah, they're getting Troy Daniels from the Lakers. Uh, that means nothing to me. <laughs> but why? I, I don't know. <laughs> it means absolutely nothing to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To me, and, and this is, the, if Millsap is coming off the bench, you could kind of put another uh, veteran player with Porter Jr. out there. 
if Porter Jr. is out there. <laughs> I, I, Mike Malone's got to go if he's not out there come playoff time. Dude, I mean, he'll lose a game before he plays in more than 10 minutes. I don't understand. I, I don't know. I can't explain it. And the, the crazy thing is, even the, like, five-minute, six-minute games, he comes in and gets buckets. Like, he has, like, no games with zero with Dude, more than every, three minutes. He, and, he'll be out there for two minutes, and he'll make a really nice play. And Millsap will have zero for a full game. And he'll play 35 minutes. minutes. And you don't notice him except for offensive fouls. Against the Clippers, Mills have had 21 minutes, 0 points, 0 steals, 3 rebounds, 2 assists. Against Oklahoma City, 27 minutes, 2 points, 6 rebounds, 1 assist. Against Atlanta, the second worst team in the league, 24 minutes, 2 points, 4 rebounds. Look at Grant's numbers. Compare that to Grant's numbers. Oh, for sure. Let's see. Grant. I'll go to the same games. Uh, Clippers, 29 minutes, 20 points. Uh, OKC. Uh, he didn't play much at OKC. Uh, Atlanta, Atlanta. He didn't play in the Atlanta game. But 29 minutes, 29 points. 20 minutes, 12 points. 38 minutes, 15 and 7. Like, he's doing something. He's, doing, he's he plays, rebounding better shooting like lights out better yeah and he's space he has chemistry with the other star players yeah because he's as athletic and the one thing that a lot of the tnt guys were saying about the nuggets last year is that they didn't run enough and he is that guy he fills the lane so well he gets them running he gets them moving quicker and Millsap is just you know he's like a step slow with everything even his defense yeah. Even his defense that kept him out there back when, you know, he was considered kind of an upper tier power forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of that was his defense, and now it, it's that's not even there. Right. To me, it's so obvious, too. Like, I, I get that he's a vet, but you're trying to win a championship. And what is Malone doing with Michael Porter Jr.? I mean... When Michael Porter plays like full minutes, he looks like the clear, most complete player on the team. Absolutely. Like it's not even close, even over Jokic. To me, every time I see him for more than four minutes, I'm like, this guy is just as good as anybody on this roster. Yeah, he is. He should be leading this team. (laughs) But I I don't get it. I don't see what... Is wrong. I don't know. I wish they would come out and say like what the deal is. Is it a minutes restriction? You know, is it still like is he still having back issues? Tell me something. I have to have an explanation for why he doesn't play thirty minutes a night. Again, Malone. To me, Malone's putting his job on the line for it. Not literally because he just got a huge deal. Yeah. Uh, I mean. But to be fair, if this team gets spanked in the first round, which could happen, mm-hmm. um, they got to look at that. I wonder if his deal is guaranteed. Or does it kick in after three years or whatever? Yeah, who knows? Uh, what do you think about the race for the eighth spot? 
Um, I think I, I talked to you a little bit about it. I think, to me, it, it's it's more about who would win a game in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Memphis is more capable of winning a playoff game than I would say uh, New Orleans is. Mm-hmm. The race is between New Orleans, San Antonio, Portland, Sacramento, and Memphis. To me, I think Portland and San Antonio would have the toughest time getting the eighth spot. Uh-huh. But they would also have the easiest time stealing a game or two. Okay. I agree uh, with that. So it's like... I, I'm not really too concerned with the, the strength of the schedule because the Pelicans are kind of an easy win for other teams. So it's like, I don't... I can't really evaluate your schedule. Mm-hmm. And Sacramento is the exact same thing. Yeah. Um, but it it's all going to be about who's healthy coming down the stretch. I agree. And if, if Lillard can come back, you know, in the next two, maybe one or two weeks, uh, it, it's hard to think that Portland won't go on a little run. He's supposed to come back against the Wizards. Oh, good, good pick. Um... But always nice to come back against the worst defensive teams. <laughs> right. Get some good shots up. <laughs> yeah. Uh is Nurkic coming back? I don't know. Okay. That's well, one of those weird ones. He's one, you know, no timeline for a return. Oh, he suffered a calf strain in a workout. So I guess that's the other thing keeping him out. But him coming back could be big. You know, if they could, you know, can get the chemistry quickly. But three and seven, last ten. Lily's missed the last six, I think, or five. So, I don't know. It is it is weird. I And I agree about San Antonio. They could steal one, but, you know, Sacramento would have to, everyone would have to be playing, like, one of their best games to be. Either Sacramento to me is the worst of the eight seed contenders. You think the Grizzlies are better? Yeah, I think it's close. With John Moran, I, I think they're better. Okay, that's fair. He's playing fantastic this year. I think John Moran also has a lot of the other guys more confident. I'm yeah, starting to so think too. that might be to a fault. <laughs> But, uh-huh. you know, you, you got to play with what you got. Yeah, I've, I mean, and I, we talked about this off air, but I really don't understand just throwing away the talent that was given to them in the trade. Just tossing it to the I, side. I don't. And Winslow, the only one who is, like, not playing, who's hurt out of the trade assets, they kept. For what? You said for what? Yeah, I, I don't get it. I don't know either. You he mean, doesn't really fit into their game. I hope I hope teams didn't see him playing point guard in Miami as if he could do that anywhere else. No. I'd play Kyle Anderson before. Winslow Absolutely. Point guard. At least Kyle Anderson's played it before. I mean, they picked up Anthony Tolliver? <laughs> Catches fire from distance. <laughs> 
They have a weird roster, man. Yeah. Really weird. Yeah. Jaron Jackson, he's also going to be a big key for them coming back. Yeah, he is. And he's one of those guys, he's like different every night. One night he's a defensive stopper, seven blocks. And the next night he's just out there getting fouls, you know? Yeah. You know, there's another guy like that for them is Dylan Brooks. <laughs> there, there are some days when I'm like, is he a thick Karis Levert? And then uh, there's other days when I'm like, is he Kent Bazemore, but heavy? Or Alan Kraft? <laughs> yeah. Just Alan Kraft? Yeah. Yeah, I, I get what you mean, yeah. Some nights he's an elite scorer, two-way. Right. And then the next night, it's like, all right, <laughs> He just hits open threes every once in a while. That's it. Yeah, he'll give you like a tough fluke bucket every now and then. Yeah. He um I like I like his game a lot. I like um Morant and him for the future. But they definitely need a better team around them. Um It's like they they have a lot of guys who are good, but they really only have three legit starters to me. Well, four, I guess. And they need at least six starters. Six guys who are capable of starting on any team. They need way more shooting, I think. Yeah, they got Anthony Tolliver. The bucket. (laughs) Okay, yeah. (laughs) They they need guys on the bench to match the the starters' kind of intensity, too. And just speed. Yeah. Cause Trey Jones, I mean Tyus Jones comes in, and it it just looks awkward compared to how it is when Morant is out there. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, they can't like really find a way for the rest of the team to fit into Tyus's game while Morant isn't on the court. It kind of looks weird. And DeAnthony Melton they use as a two guard, but he's you know only six two, so. Yeah, they kind of have to get weird with the defense. I would say, if anything, they need a better uh, backup point guard. Yeah, they do. Sorry, Tyus. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, he's a good third string, but straight up backup for someone like Morant? No, no, I don't think so. But uh, what else we have? Um, I'm trying to think, was there any other specific teams I wanted to mention? Oh, let me. I'll mention the game from last night, the Celtics. Oh yeah, <laughs> Karis Levert, man, fifty-one. Bro, I saw he had thirty, like seven points in the last fifteen minutes. I told you he the fourth quarter in overtime, he went crazy, bruh. That's that's insane. And he was just he was just getting shots, like just going one on one and getting buckets. It wasn't like he was open, and it but it wasn't like they were. It wasn't like they were like od tough like lucky shots. He was just getting buckets just straight up. It looked like he was just playing one on one and just winning against everybody, king of the court. Boston didn't learn from like every other team is starting to do it. When guys go off, they just start sending random double teams. 
Bro, I... Boston got exposed, in my opinion. <laughs> and, like I said, Kimba played really good the first half, and he had the minutes restrictions, so he couldn't play much in the second half, and he really couldn't get a rhythm. I think he only had, like, five points in the second half or something. And um, so Wanamaker, Carson Edwards played pretty well, but those guys were out there for a long time, and the defense was just bad, really bad. Tice was just hacking people. Um, Smart was hacking people. It was just an ugly game, man. Hayward got hurt again. So it was just like, it was just a mess for them. The Nets, on the other hand, Spencer Dinwiddie played well, but then, like, something happened at the third quarter. He was done for the night. And then they came in with these, just like, third string team with Chris Chioza, Karuks, uh, Lawawu Cabro, Lavert, and DeAndre Jordan. And they look like this team should be the team that started. Oh, my God. I'm no, I'm serious. This is, the, this is the best I've seen them play in a while, and it mainly it was because Levert was hitting everything, <laughs> but they were like actually getting shots for each other, and people were taking shots that are their shots, good shots, instead of guys who were just taking up every open spot and just like whether they're supposed to be there or not, like Torian Prince does. Mm-hmm. Torian Prince will bring it up one one play, be in the corner the next play, post up the next play, and not score on anything, you know? Yeah. Um, so that, it looked a lot different. Um, they looked good, man, to me, honestly. Uh, I don't really think they'll ever do it again. and Just because what's been working for them is Dinwiddie and Allen and Harris and stuff, but if they could find a way to get Levert as a lead leading scorer for them, like the most shots per game, maybe I think they have a good chance. To, um, well, they're not going to upset anybody, but they could be competitive. What seed the are Raptors. they right now? Seventh. So they would go up against Toronto. Yeah. I don't think that would be an easy series for Toronto. No, it wouldn't. I don't think so either. I, I think that not. might be the best series based off how it looks today. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if they it went seven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it just puts more pressure on Kyrie and Durant to me. Because Man, now, I would love for just Durant to come back to this team. Just Durant? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, if they mess this up, the way this team is, if this team goes seven with the Raptors, or even upsets the Raptors, and they come in and they don't go straight to the Eastern Conference Finals, people have Exposed. to be looking at them as a... Both of them as their character... You know, as a teammate, it just doesn't make any sense. They're setting themselves up to be exposed. Yeah, they are. They are. We'll see. We talked about duos. We'll see how they look. 
Um, that's me, all I got to for. me, will Durant be the leader? Durant has to be the leader. Uh, you know that's not going to happen. And that's um, <laughs> that's going to be the problem. You know, for sure that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do, actually. <laughs> but it's just like, I don't know, man. It all comes down to what what Kyrie Irving we're going to get. Right. Which, again, with LeBron, it was it was a different dynamic. LeBron kind of keeps the focus on basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to me, it's like Durant will almost encourage that negative behavior that we've seen from Kyrie over the last like year and a half. I agree. That oh my god, I like I can already feel the frustration having to come on here and discuss like. Some BS thing they said or did on the court. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm I'm actually excited for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for the drama for once. Yeah. Brooklyn's gonna be one of the most like exciting teams coming into next season though, man. Yeah. I can't be. wait for that. It has to be. Um you want to talk about the shooting guards versus the power forwards? What do you mean? <laughs> the Rockets and Knicks game? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I will say, but for the Rockets, man, you know, I still obviously think they're very limited coming into the playoffs. Yeah. But if Westbrook can play to his strengths, which is what he's been doing, um, I don't know, man. They they could surprise you, especially the first couple rounds, bro. You know, <laughs> you know, PJ Tucker only took two shots, right? The whole game. Wow. <laughs> he had zero <laughs> in thirty-four minutes. <laughs> Doesn't surprise me. He started at center, by the way. Course. Listed at center. <sighs> I do think they're trying to play to their guys' strengths. Mm-hmm. And Westbrook has gotten better with their developed lineup. Harden, on the other hand, is the same thing. Same thing? What like do you mean? The same player he's been. Oh, yeah. And that pisses me off. Westbrook, and look... With Westbrook, like, he's going to fall back into his bad habits. I know that that's going to happen because he did it with Paul George, like, a year or two ago. Yeah. But at least Westbrook is, like, like working with the change they made. Mm -hmm. And it's like Harden is so stubborn as a player that he can only do one thing. Right. It's killing me to watch that shit. It really is. That's what also surprised me about people saying he's a, one of the greatest offensive players. But his offense game is only one. It's the same game. Right. Every time. There's no versatility to his offense. None. And it, he's, he, that's why he's not like getting these 50-point games like he was to start the year. And I think a lot of teams are just okay with him scoring a lot because it's also taking him more shots 
Right. And it's taking any rhythm away from any of the other guys. He had 35 against the Knicks and was 8 for 22. Great game, James. He had a lot of free throws, right? Like 15 or something? 16. 16 yeah. for 16. Can't wait for the, when that When playoffs come, that number's coming down to like 7, 8. But how does he still shoot 44% from the free from the field i really I mean, don't understand he, he's he has games when he like just cooks guys yeah he does and some teams are just like completely comfortable letting that happen i think i would be as a team i'd and some teams rock. to me don't really have a guy for him right like obviously the clippers do the lakers at times do uh, even Denver has a couple guys they could throw at him. Yeah. Like, Utah's always gotten smoked by them in the playoffs. Yeah, because they don't want to put Mitchell on them, but then everyone else... Yeah, Rubio could fucking do that annoying defense where they're just, like, giving him the, the right side or whatever. Yeah. Like, this, staying behind him. That's why Rubio's been dropped by Harden more than any other player. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, I just think to me, Harden's gotta like adapt. Westbrook is allowing other guys to thrive with him. Yeah. And it the crazy thing is, Westbrook's assists have gone down. Yeah, they have. Because he's actually just he's just wreck attacking and making plays. He's not hunting for triple doubles. He's not like rebound padding. He's just aggressive right that's all i want i just need you to be aggressive i don't need you don't worry about the stats yeah obviously they're at best making it to the second round at best yeah let's see who if it started today they play the jazz and then i think they take a game or two from the lakers i don't think it would be a sweep yeah, Lakers would probably just take a game off. Probably won't be because the Rockets won. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, these last couple weeks uh, have kind of pissed me off watching basketball. Because yeah. I, I don't like that Milwaukee seems to care about the season more than every other team in the league. Mm. Yeah. I see that. And, like, I hate that, like, the both of the L.A. teams are really starting to relax. Yeah, they are kind of just coasting. Um, yeah, and like Denver, Denver's figuring themselves out. A lot of the Eastern Conference teams are figuring themselves out. Like Miami's kind of starting to look good the last couple games. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Philly's obviously going the opposite way. Boston's kind of going the opposite way. Yeah. But to me, like Milwaukee is, they play hungry every night. Yeah, they do. They play like they're looking to win every night. It's mm-hmm. never like chill. It's never just, you know, let a team hang around and then blow them out at the end. Or just let a team hang around and try to like close it out down the stretch. Mm-hmm. They're coming to crush teams. It, well, maybe. And this is just a possibility, but it could be because they're one of the more like already put together chemistry wise teams at yeah. everyone 
Because, like, their roster's, like, the exact same as last year, right? I mean, for the most part, they're the main Marvin pieces Williams. of their roster are the same. Yeah. I think Wesley Marvin Matthews Williams. is also, uh, he's a good, like, intensity guy. Yeah. He plays very hard. Yeah. Uh, and I think DiVincenzo has started to really become, a like, a contributor for them. Mm-hmm. Consistently. And I wouldn't be surprised. The one thing he's been missing is kind of similar to Caruso. He just hasn't shot the ball well. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, those are the kinds of guys who really make big differences in the playoffs. Yeah. And he can be, you know, a second Connaughton for them. Right. Has that same kind of uh, mold, I guess. The problem for me is uh, I've talked about Bledsoe a hundred times, but Middleton's having a 50 or 50 40 90 year. Mhm. If I get that in the playoffs, they're going to the finals. For sure. There's no doubt in my mind. Like they they might not lose a game going to the finals. Yeah. Like they've they've been feeding Middleton the ball and just letting him work. Yeah. And he's I mean he's having an incredible year. Mhm. To his credit. And um, Greek Freak moving to the four and, you know, a little bit of center and stuff, that's really helping them because his rebounding has been amazing this year. I and agree. it helps the rest of the team because they get second shots, second and third shots because they have Greek Freak down there. Plus they also get to run out when he gets the defensive rebounds. Yeah. And that yeah. allows, like, Bledsoe to thrive. Right. That allows a lot of those be- younger bench guys like Connaughton uh, to really go off. Yeah. And I think one of um, I think one of uh, Middleton's strong suits is that trailer trailer three-point oh, yeah. shooter. Yeah. He's got like he that Ray Allen in Boston kind of yeah. thing going. Yeah. Yeah. I like when he gets those off. Same with Matthews. Matthews is that good run-up court. No, I'm not cutting to the basket. I'm going into the corner. Yeah. (laughs) That's his shot, for sure. Yep. They look good. They look really good. Yeah, just, I, I, the more, the later we're getting to the season, then the more I'm starting to realize that no Eastern Conference team really has a chance. Other than them? Uh, I mean, like any other Eastern Conference teams, you'd have to count on Middleton choking or Giannis choking. Oh, yeah. I which get it, which yeah. could happen, but I'd rather have like a narrative where I could say, you know, Jimmy Butler will will outplay Greek Freak. I'm not, I'm not relying on that. Right. I'm not relying on Duncan Robinson. Right. I might rely on Kendrick Nunn, but I can't do it with Duncan Robinson. Right. And then, like, the other teams are just so, lim- again, limited. Toronto is offensively is just limited. Yeah. Boston, we've talked about their bench a hundred yeah. times. Uh, like, Boston, to me, defensively can't keep up with Milwaukee. Yeah, they'd have a hard time. Uh, Philly, obviously, in, on both on both ends, can't keep up with Milwaukee. Yeah. It, and Bledsoe... When it comes to um, uh, 
Boston, but Bledsoe would have a field day against Boston. Like that would probably be the time he would be playing well. Yeah. Um, and it's like Indiana. <laughs> Indiana's kind of up there, but they're also. I mean, Oladipo will have to just go crazy in the playoffs. Yeah, they don't have enough one-on-one threats no, to deal with just, Milwaukee. The way they play offense, they just they're limited. It's obvious. Yeah. Yeah, and their bench is limited, and well, no, I, and I've said it before. I think that's where Milwaukee will get most teams. Is the bench? Put Milwaukee's bench against every other bench. Their first five off the bench against every other team's first five off the bench. Milwaukee's blowing everybody out, right? Easily. And um, I think Miami would have the best chance against them, but then their first five is. Not up there with Milwaukee's. So. Miami, I have no clue what I'm getting from Miami offensively any night. Exactly. They do have a lot of inconsistent players. Pretty much everybody, actually. The more I watch, the less I understand why people wanted Jimmy Butler starting in the All-Star game. <laughs> really? He, there's longer and longer stretches where I'm seeing that he doesn't even look like their best player. Yeah, I, I don't see him. And I, I've said this before, and I'll continue to say it probably. In my opinion, I'm not sure if anyone, I'm not sure if there's five players more complete than Jimmy Butler, in my opinion. But they all play hard. And Jimmy Butler doesn't play hard. And what the things he does hard are not the things that like everyone else can't do. Which is where... I think he falls behind of the stature he could be at. He just doesn't do everything he's good at every night. Yeah, and he I, just kind of, he, it's almost like he thinks too much. Yeah, that's one thing. He just plays too slow. He does. Like all those, you know, Miami's always been run, 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 and then lock up. I think Jimmy is a way better sidekick than he is leader. And not emotional leader. And not locker room leader, but as far as your main contributor to the team, your star player. Yeah. I think, you know, being Robin was his game, not Batman. And, and that there's nothing wrong with that. But when you're on a team where there is no Batman, it you know, it's more noticeable. That's where he's at for me. Yeah. Kendrick Nunn's is... I don't know if I can rely on him being their number one option in the playoffs. I agree. And that's what he's been playing like. This is where, and I didn't even realize it until it was too late, that that CP trade would have really taken them over the top. Oh, yeah. CP or, I mean, D'Angelo Russell would have been okay, but the CP, they would have been really, really, really tough. I don't care who they gave up for him. Anyone other than Jimmy and Bam. Yeah. As long as they kept most of the other role players they got, the rookies, mm-hmm. they'd be set, man. And they're missing a, they're missing the leadership on the court. Miami's um, like the biggest overall question mark to me. I think they could be upset in the first round, but they could also make a deep playoff run to me. Yeah. That depth is just crazy. When they're all firing, oh man, 
they're they're all firing, they'll they'll compete with Milwaukee. Yeah. They're like Denver. They're like the Denver, for me, of the East. Yeah, that's a good comparison. If they're going, if everyone's going and they're playing full throttle, yeah, it's hard to beat because everybody's a weapon. Everybody. Um, We shall see. I'm excited for these playoffs. I can't see one matchup that I like will not watch. Yeah. Based off how it is right now. The um Milwaukee and Orlando, mm, I may miss a couple of those. But the Wizards could sneak in there. They could. Yeah, I know. The Hornets not, not if you're not going to play any fucking defense. And Brooklyn could drop. So it could be Brooklyn and Milwaukee. Um, yeah, that that'll be. I don't know. I, Orlando and Toronto. Although I think Toronto will beat them, it would I take think, seven. Yeah, I think Orlando would have the best chance against Toronto. Honestly, the more I think about it, the more I, I feel like Toronto would have to take seven to beat anybody. <laughs> yeah, any of those bottom four. Except, I mean, if DC sneaks in there, then maybe not. But yeah, DC or Charlotte. Charlie gets to Milwaukee. I'd rather Chicago than just get in at that point. Right. Or, or Detroit. Detroit can't make it. It would be shocking if Detroit made it. But um, D-Rose just got hurt, too. So Yeah, they're out. They're done. <laughs> they're I'm, I'm impressed that they have 20 wins, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah, me too. And I, I just don't know why they're blowing the team up, but... It is what it is. They must know something we don't know. <laughs> must be going for a jackpot. Yeah. Uh, Charlotte versus Milwaukee, Bledsoe and Scary Terry. The rivalry could continue. Drew Bledsoe? I mean... Charlotte would be a fun team to see in the playoffs, I think. If they're healthy. Oh, well... If Malik Monk is there, also they got a lot of young talent, man. You lost me. You don't think they're fun to watch? I mean, they're no, I don't. Not against Milwaukee, but against Toronto, I would like to see them against Toronto. Yeah, I'd I'd like to see the first game. Bridges, uh, Washington, Graham, I like them. Uh, but their organization, man, is bad. And the, what sucks is, although I think they have a lot of really good talent, a lot of guys who I think could potentially excel in the league, I don't, I don't see them ever being good. Which is kind of weird. You know what I mean? They need, they need a um, like a John Morant. They need somebody to like just put the league on notice yeah and they're just it's tough because now they're not bad enough to ever get that pick you know what i mean yeah but they have a lot of guys they could trade yeah good if there's 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 a lot of teams i don't trust in free agency charlotte's probably on top of that list 
Oh, for sure. New York and Charlotte are my two least trustworthy teams. <laughs> yeah, I'm cool with that. You're right. Um, but I, I think if they packaged, you know, Bridges, Washington, a Martin, Twin, Graham, Malik Monk, they can package three of any of those guys and get a good player. A yeah, but you're asking for intelligent, like intelligent roster development that's never been a strength for them oh for sure you're right so it's it's i'm it doesn't even i'm not even concerned by that yeah you're right you're right um we got anything else um you know i've been watching zion a little bit more close uh the last couple weeks Mm mm-hmm and I gotta, I feel like a hater, but some of this hype is out of control, man. <laughs> Why you say that? I mean, he's—they're talking about him being the face of the league and comparing his numbers to LeBron's first fifteen games and and Doncic's first fifteen games. Like, he's only had three games under twenty. First of all, his numbers are inflated based on how garbage New Orleans is. That's true. Um, because they stupidly like to get up and down. Shout out to Alvin Gentry for mm-hmm. only having one coaching style. Mm-hmm. Um, but just just watching him, uh, I think I've seen him in what five six games. Yeah. S- Skill wise, he he's very limited, and mm-hmm. it's almost like I don't know if again it's it's a lot of the way New Orleans plays. But to me, it's almost like he had more versatility to his game when he was at Duke. Explain. Um, In what ways, at least? Okay, so he's completely eliminated taking jump shots. Uh-huh. Like, he just doesn't do it. Uh-huh. And, he did in the first couple games, right? Didn't yeah, like... and then he just stopped. Okay. And the first problem I have is, I think, again, New Orleans, there's somebody in that coaching staff... That's telling him, look, if you're not taking threes, go to the rack. Mm-hmm. Like, he's a capable shooter. I'm not asking him to jack mid-range shots every other possession. But, like, he's facing up guys, and they're backing off of him completely. Yeah. And he'll be at the elbow. Yeah. Like, at and- the el- I don't need you to power through somebody every time. Right. And the other problem I have is uh, now that he's kind of only power, he's not very intelligent power, Mm -hmm. which I would expect him to be more prepared for coming to the league. It's almost like he's surprised that guys don't try to block him. (laughs) But because of that, he is getting stripped like five times a game. Yeah. And I guess they count that as a block because his turnover stats don't look that bad. Mm-hmm. But again, you got a big man averaging three to four turnovers a game. And yeah, I was going to say, his turnover stats are still pretty bad. And that's like, it's not to mention that some of them are getting counted as blocks. Yeah. Like, I understand, you know, Greek Freak's going to go for it. AD, like, I don't know, JaVale, any of the seven-footers. Yeah. But the other 80% of the league is not going to try to meet you at the summit. <laughs> right. And to me, he just gets caught out of control so much expecting 
contact up top that a lot of times before guys even strip him, he loses the ball. Mm-hmm. One, one thing I've noticed, and I think I only caught three of the games. I'm not sure I even watched all of them, but his defense isn't where I thought it would be. That was be. my next point. <laughs> yeah, it's like he's just plays you well enough to like go get the rebound, but not really, you he's, know, like he's kind of like been 21. getting picked on. Right, he is. And I don't want to put all of that on him because New Orleans is just hard to watch. Yeah, they are. How stupid they play. Um, I mean, and they make Lonzo look kind of good sometimes. <laughs> when really he's not playing good at all. No. It's kind of it's kind of funny because uh, they'll show like his highlights and he has three great passes, you know, a lob, an open three. But then when you watch a full game... He throws the ball away, throws terrible passes, takes terrible shots, timely, terrible, you know, like it's a moment they have the momentum and he takes like a wild, tough step back three. Yeah. Yeah. And this is why I'm so concerned that it could be New Orleans and not just him. Mm -hmm. Because the way they include him in the offense is so idiotic. Like, I don't, I don't need every play to be drawn up as a, if a basic pick and roll doesn't work, we're just going to throw it to Zion and space it out. Right. I never thought of him as a one-on-one guy. Right. And you're asking him, like, dude, he would attack the Lakers, and it, he looked stupid. I mean, how many rookies are elite one-on-one NBA threats? Trey Young At- was, and, and, you know... Doncic is another one, but that that's really it. <laughs> right. Off rip, especially. And they're both all-stars. Like their first month in the league, and you're, you're ISOing him on like JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard. Right. That's so stupid. I mean, the Lakers have the three best defensive bigs in the league on the same team. And... Yeah, and they have a rookie trying to go at them, like terrorize them. I just like, I'm not saying he's going to be a bust. Obviously, he's not a bust. No, yeah. To, to me, his motor alone is going to make him a 20 and 10 guy. Mm-hmm. You're seeing that now. Yeah. Being as limited as he is, he's getting you 25, 30 points. Yeah. Uh, but to me, it's like they're hyping him up like he's the next face of the league when he's a basic big man with Hall of Fame athleticism. Definitely Hall of Fame athleticism. But there's nothing in his skill set that makes me think, like, this guy is just going to be the number one option moving forward. Yeah. To me, he looks like somebody who's going to need to play with great guards to really to really maximize what he could do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know, man. I just think the hype is way too early. Yeah, I agree. Stop stop putting him stop putting up these graphics of him and LeBron side by side. <laughs> they were doing that too early when he was in college. Yeah, I mean, I guess I should have expected it cuz they've done that with, you know, Wiggins, Jabari and like so many other next LeBrons. They had Wiggins and Kobe next to each other. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It it only lasts for a little while, at least. 
unless he really does go off. I mean, they haven't had any Trey or Doncic comparisons much, you know, as of late. Doncic at the beginning of the year, they had the LeBron comparisons, but it kind of slowed down. So, he'll get over it. will be his own, I think, eventually. But will he be... I'm excited to see. Right now, he doesn't really have chemistry with Ingram. Mm-hmm. Uh, once they kind of get a little more time together, uh, yeah. I'm interested to see how that plays out. Because they're both, like, they have a, a lot of potential as individual players. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, who? Real quick, uh, I'm going to play the gym after this, but who should the Lakers get, JR or Deion Waiters? Uh, if neither isn't an option, Jr. Whichever one passes the drug test. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because they'll both fail as of right now, I'm sure. Yeah, no, nah, I think Jr. is a slightly better fit. Okay, just because LeBron or he's played with LeBron yeah, already. Or... And I, they really, they're really overhyping this need for a playmaker. <laughs> oh, okay, so you're saying, in my opinion. Okay, so you're saying they really don't need someone like Dion to come in and like go like a, one man attack. with yeah. the second team. I, to me, they don't need that. I got you. I'd rather Anthony Davis take bad shots than Dion Waiters taking bad shots. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. We'll be right back after this. Uh, Jim, a little fat Joe, and Wayne. This is pulling. Credit cards, dodging all charges, clout chasers and frauds. We are not the same. I am a Martian, Marvin. Bitches like, hey, let's get it on. No. Kelka. Joe Crack been slipping the feds since the 80s. Moving that white boy, yeah, that's Slim Shady. Pushing that D like Terry Flannery. Uncle Drew with the rock, they couldn't handle me. You niggas lying, dapper Dan out the Gucci store. I was in Harlem dripping dap, serving Pookie Raw. Code case unit, one smoke, they try and find Lincoln's only code case. I know, whole of time pieces. Now that's a million on the wrist. The only change that matter is the rock piece in this. T.S. logo diamonds dripping on a fashion over. They like, fuck, these niggas ain't gonna never be over. Pulling out garages, bras, or credit cards. Dodging all charges, clout chasers, and frauds. We are not the same. I am a Martian, Marvin. Bitches like, hey, let's get it on. Get it on. I'm still bumping Mike Jack Thriller. Still. I put that on the gang and the man in my mirror. I would never land on the side of foul niggas. Where I'm from, if they think that you ratting, they might kill you. Rappers do time, come home, they sound different. When them feds beat them niggas, ghostwriting they life sentence. It's DRE, I fuck models and roll with mopses. And I cook a beast like a dot, straight out of Compton. Nick pulling out garages, bras, and credit cards. Crushing bottle bitches, divas, and ghetto stars. We are not the same. I am a Martian, Marvin. Bitches like, hey, let's get it on. 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 
I'm with several incredible bitches that's ready to do what I tell them to And that includes even beheading you I never knew how much you never knew of what you never knew I'm from the jungle, not the petting zoo And you look edible Silence on the clock, cause I'm just trying to hold a noise You can hear a pin drop without hearing the bowling balls And the truth is hard to swallow, but not for my hoe at all Oh my gosh, she bought me flowers, I'm about to smoke them all Ooh, Never had a white girl fetish like my bitch kinda reddish With that white girl credit, white stand by the kilo like a white pearl desert YMTS is all white pearl letters, motherfucker Pulling out garages, bras, and credit cards Dodging all charges, clout chases, and frauds We are not the same, I am a Martian, Marvin Bitches like, hey, let's get it on Fat Joe, Dre, and Lil Wayne. Um, I, I read a stat. Uh, we talked about the Astros, and I think I voiced my disdain for it already. No, <laughs> Clayton Kershaw, right? One of the best pitchers in the league, if not the best. <laughs> Did, you know what I'm going to? Did you yeah, hear this? Didn't, like... I'll say I'll say I'll say it. Go ahead, man. He has the best slider and the best curveball in the league, right? Apparently. Um, and he leads all pitchers in strikeouts from his breaking balls. I mean, his yeah, his breaking balls, the pitches. Um, <laughs> the Astros have never gotten a strike from it in the, in the playoffs. No strikes. From the one that leads the league in strikes, the same pitches that lead the league in strikes, the Astros have never, not one, they didn't swing at any of them. Because they are balls, but, you know, they people who play baseball, they know. They curve in, it looks like a strike, but it curves yeah. out to be a ball. Not one swing? Come on, man. And they don't get anything... They still have the title. It's That's crazy, ridiculous. Man. That is ridiculous, man. You know, I mean, it's, I... fun, it's funny that you mentioned that because I, I noticed something that pissed me off about this situation. What? There, there's, you know, I think everybody's entitled to their opinion. Um, and, you know, obviously I, I understand that because I have a podcast. Uh. But you know who I don't want talking about baseball cheating? Who? Alex Rodriguez. <laughs> yeah. A-Rod. I, I know he's a commentator. I don't know why, by the way. Uh-huh. What he's are you doing? Do he can't <laughs> He can't let the wife out fame him all the time. <laughs> I mean, dude, hearing read, reading an article about him like bitching about the Astros cheating, I was like, that, dude. I mean, they did it to the Yankees too, so he has he has Yankees. some. No, no, no. Anybody else? 
Aaron Judge came out and complained about it. I get it. Yeah. Hell, Derek Jeter comes out and complains about it. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> but A-Rod, of all people. <laughs> so you don't think anyone who's ever cheated should complain about it? Nah. Let, nah, it's not your game. <laughs> it's a different kind of cheating, though. But I I agree with you. I'm not going to argue with you about that for sure. You're right. I don't want to hear A-Rod say anything about it either. It is funny it's, that he got, you know, he suffered, what was it, like 30-something million dollars. Yeah. And then, again, like you said, these Astros, on the league-leading strikeout pitch, they get no issues. Yeah. That's, I mean, they're really getting away with murder, as far as I'm concerned. blatant cheating. <laughs> when you have a stat that backs up the cheating... That's one thing that is different. Like, most cheating scandals, you can't really put a stat on how they cheated. They have an actual stat. No other team has had zero strikeouts from that pitch. From Kershaw's two main pitches, the slider and the curveball. No other team. They almost ruined Kershaw's career, by the way. Yeah. You remember the narrative that he was a choker that was kind yeah. of reinforced? By yeah. that World Series? Yeah. Could have ruined his career. Yeah. Can you imagine if, like, Nick Anderson missed those free throws because somebody moved the basket? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't get it, man. I, that's, to me, it's so blatantly punishable. It is. To, to suggest that the players are not involved or not involved to a point that deserves punishment just because they're getting scolded by the masses. Yeah. I, A-Rod should have gotten scolded by the masses because you had an era for steroids, but A-Rod was just this, this complete cheater. Yeah. Like, we, we, don't, we don't have an era for using signs to steal... You know what I mean? Using technology to steal, like, signals. And it's, a, it's something you can't do in any other sport. Nope. You No other sport can you cheat in that way. Every sport you can use steroids. And, I mean, the NBA players did it this year. You get away NBA with it, you get away with it. Yeah. You, Just don't have yeah, any you, back-to-back 50-point games or anything crazy. Right. But this, the way they cheated is a way that is unlike any other sport. And it's, it has to be the ultimate form of cheating in that way because no one else can do that. Yeah, man. Again, a lot of people have like kind of broke it down like this. But to mm-hmm. me, you use steroids, okay, you're bigger physically. You still got to have skills to hit the ball. You do, 100%. But when you know what pitch is coming... <laughs> You, yeah. that's, that's literally the textbook definition of cheating in baseball to me. It is. It is. And that's the point. In no other sport can you cheat without still playing the sport. Can you imagine? Like, in, I'm trying to even compare it. Like, Can you imagine if you knew who the quarterback would, was going to throw the ball to? Yeah, you'd have to be psychic to, <laughs> to compete cheat in a way that would compete to the cheating of the Astros, you'd have to be a psychic. My God. <laughs> and, I mean... Dude, if I was Clayton... Because knowing the play means nothing in football. 
in the XFL, they say the plays aren't live. Right. And you still can't stop some of the plays. So, I mean, knowing the plays is nothing compared to knowing exactly what pitch is coming and where. You know. So. Yeah, it, man. It's crazy, man. This this situation, it's it's exposed the, the commissioner so bad to me. Yeah. Because nobody knew who their commissioner was prior to this. <laughs> right. If you had asked me, you know, a year or two ago who the baseball commissioner is, I would have had no clue. And he's getting to the point where it's like, it's going to be too late to do something about it. Oh, I think he's already is... at that point. You do? I mean, unless they come out with new evidence, which to be honest, they probably have. They just haven't released it. Yeah, I mean, I guess the only thing he could do now would be, um, you know, maybe call for a council where they could vote on it. Um, but other than that, like him personally, yeah, it is too late. Like he can't just say, come out now and say, yeah, we're going to take it away. But if he found a way to say, okay, all the coaches are going to vote or the managers are going to vote or whatever, then that's his own thing. And you know, see what comes from that. And that's probably what a, a democratic way to do it at this point, even being late. I don't think anyone would be upset with that. But him just changing his mind, yeah, that's going to be a problem. Man, I, I can't imagine how Clayton Kershaw feels. If I was him, I would beam the pitches at them, bro. <laughs> I would too, man. It wouldn't be just like one guy too. I'd be beaming pitches like every other turn. <laughs> yeah, there's a bruise. There'd have to be a bruise every night for me, every time we played them. At least, at least three bruises probably. Even if it's right on the hand, you know something. I like... still can't believe Altuve had that whole video of him with the microphone, and they yeah. like it wasn't definitive proof. It's ridiculous. You can see the outline. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. And I and I heard I saw a video where you could hear them banging the trash can. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. What else do you need? <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. I don't know. I don't I don't understand. There is no way to cheat like that in basketball. No, that's like knowing what shot somebody was going to take. Yeah, it would be like saying, like, there's a green spot on the floor, and they say, okay, Steph is going to that spot right there. <laughs> you have to stop him from getting right there. Right. And even then, you're still not going to stop him from making the shot. So, yeah, there's no way. There's nothing that's to like, do. To me, it's like, imagine if you're a star player in one, like, one guy that guarded you would strap you every night. Like, you couldn't score on that one guy. <laughs> yeah. And then you find out that he's secretly been videotaping every workout you've ever done and, like, watching it. You know, something <laughs> insane like that. And it still wouldn't really, I mean, I mean, know. it's just something like that's the closest I can think of. Yeah, uh, you're right. But it's, like, it's, it's an unfair advantage. Yeah, he'd have to be able to read minds. To really stop you, you could you, yeah. you could literally put this this cheating scandal into the dictionary with the word. <laughs> yeah, can you use it in a sentence? 
just explain exactly what the Astros did. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Oh man. <sighs> well, that was my closing thoughts. Do you have anything else? Uh no. Not really. Um big big games coming up uh this weekend. Who is it? Uh Lakers, I think, play Milwaukee and then they play the Clippers. Lakers play both teams and I think they play weekend? Milwaukee Friday and Clippers Sunday. Oh, that's gonna be lit. Yeah, I'm ready for both. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I gotta catch those. Steph comes back Thursday on TNT. I don't know what his minutes are gonna be like. Um, are they home? Uh, I would like to see his first home game. I think. Let me check. Let me verify. Yeah, they are home. Toronto. They're home. Uh, yeah, Toronto's coming to Golden State. Okay. Yeah, that's gonna be lit, man. Real quick, have you noticed how Christian Wood is emerging as like a top tier power forward in the East? For Detroit? Yeah. I haven't noticed, to be honest. I I just knew that he played in Detroit, that's it. He's been eating, man. I mean his highlight tape is kinda crazy. His like his stats don't look as good as like the plays he makes are fire plays. But you know, he doesn't like drop 30 a night or anything you know i got you but he makes some really big plays he could shoot dunk everything block shots uh i think they kind of made room for him to try to get off with letting drummond go i guess but interesting who's number who's number 20 for miami jimmy no he's isn't he a single digit number I'm about to look. It's not Derek Jones. Oh, maybe. I don't know. It's not that important. I was just curious. Shout out to Shake uh, Milton, by the way. Oh yeah, he was. <laughs> he's killing it while Ben is gone. It pisses me off that Tobias Harris looks like an elite player again with their two stars gone. I feel like he does that on purpose, but I'm not going to accuse him. But, (laughs) yeah, he does. He's been playing well out of nowhere. He just looks more comfortable. Yeah. I don't want to get too conspiracy theory into it, but you could be right. Uh, It's like he... It does seem like he gets to, he gets more loose. He takes more shots. Yeah, he gets and, to be more aggressive. He doesn't have to like rush shots a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, definitely him not rushing shots is big. He gets to get a little ISO without yeah someone waiting for the ball. Embiid Embiid's not in the way. That too. Uh yeah. <clears throat> yep. That's all I got. Oh, if you're looking for a good show, Doom Patrol is really lit. I almost finished it. It's <laughs> it's gotten better and better as it's gone on, in my opinion. It's also gotten crazier and crazier. Yeah, I was about to say it has. You have to acknowledge it being crazy the, too. The, the, 
There's a character named Danny that comes up. That I'm not going to say anything else except that there's a character named Danny. And I was completely confused. Me too. <laughs> Me too. And what from, the, from then on, it's gotten just weirder and weirder. Uh, I think 12. Out of 15. 13? 15? Yeah. Oh, okay. But I, I really love how they're developing the the main characters. Yeah. All, all of them. You, you you mentioned, I think, a couple weeks ago that they have, like, their own episodes. Yeah. And they've done such a good job of really, like, deep diving into individual character stories. Yeah. Yeah. Season two is coming soon. I'm so ready. You saw the hair patrol one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and did you see the one when... um? Uh, I don't want to say it and give it away, I guess. But when, the, like, the Chiefs episode? Uh, I think I'm I'm coming up on that episode. Okay, okay, okay. I think yeah. that's my next one. All right. <laughs> All right, cool. All right. Um, I'm going to close this out with a little Ice Cube from one of his underrated projects, The War and Peace Volume 2. Uh, it's listed as a compilation, and it might be a compilation, but uh, I really enjoy it. I haven't played Ice Cube on here, I don't think. So this is... um. Ice Cube featuring Chris Rock, and we'll see you guys next time. You ain't got the lie to kick it. To kick I know it. you like to see me doing bad, but I'm doing good. Fuck the police that's rolling through my neighborhood. Yes. Fucking peck of wood, see me in a five speed. Please. I don't care if it's motherfucking eyes yeah. bleed. This is my weed, this is my world. Don't get mad when you see them hundred spokes curl. Hand it out while you spit your last on the pearl. The dandada, I'm hotter than holy water. Wish I was your baby father, cause I got a fucking head on my shoulder and lay it in my holster. Face on a poster, the kind of nigga that you wanna get close to. But you can't, so you start the line. Just like a nigga that think he dying. Get to crying, snitching, and testifying. To all my people left, I'm talking about your baby mama. When she meet Ice Cube, tell her say the drama. Yo, Cube, I'm gonna have all the bitches here. You ain't got to lie. I can with this, uh-huh. not just a fake analyst on cannabis, True. who only say that the world is scandalous, without finding out a way to handle this, dismantle this, either with the rhyme or the fist, how the fuck we get in the belly of this bitch, I'll be rich if it wasn't for the snitch, lying to the enemies, by conspiracies, I'ma say this to the day that I die, 735s bring on vicious lies, uh-huh. why you bullshitting, I'm hard hitting like Tupac, yeah. I keep spitting till my heart stops. Young niggas trying to tell me that I'm played. Once they say you played, nigga, you must be paid. Pushing way since the 10th grade, do my thing. Got more plaques than Jordan, got range, nigga, sang. Yo, Cube, I got the new Biz 9000.
your ass coming yep. with your mouth running, talking about something what? that ain't meaning nothing. About your second cousin mm -hmm. who be always buzzing where she was or wasn't, who she now fucking. Stories about a dozen plus you got the sequel to let you tell it. Randy Moss is your people. It's evident your ass lie like the president, but stretch marks on your mouth is the evidence. How the fuck can your friends be the Benjamins and your little ass cars full of fender bins? There you go on the stand with your hand up. And if he lied like a crackhead, pop him like a blackhead. Let him ooze, let him lose. Let him lie about his motherfucking ass on the news. Yo, Q, check out this ring. No 69 room. carats. You ain't got to lie to kick it. Nine, yes, kryptonite, nigga. Kryptonite. You ain't got to lie to kick it. <laughs> tell your mama, tell your daddy, tell your auntie. You ain't got to lie to kick it. Yeah, yeah. Kick tell it. your cousin, tell your sister. Fuckers. You ain't got a lot of 